You are now listening to the homily of Father Francis Lynch, parish priest of St. Mary's Church in Chislehurst, UK. This service is provided by the Lexio Divina team, part of the LOV Verbum Day Ministry, who invites you all to share this reflection and their love for the Word of God. The Gospel is the good news of salvation for mankind. That salvation is only through Jesus Christ, as Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You alone have the words of eternal life. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. I'm Father Francis Lynch from the little parish of Chislehurst, a village to the south of London, and today I want to say something to the members of the LOV Urban Day community, and also the Logical Bible Study Ministry, and anyone else who's listening, um, about today's Gospel, which comes from St Matthew's Gospel, um, chapter 16, verses 13 to 20. It is by exploring the Word of Christ that we root ourselves in Him, deepen our relationship with Him, and see His presence in our life. The purpose of the LOV Verbum Day Ministry is to invite all lay people to read the Word of God, to pray and support spiritually each past, present, future members, and to embrace the baptism call of missionary disciple so that we may all be the active members that the Catholic Church needs today. We also want to let you know that there is a group of LOV members who are going through the Catechies using the Catechies Mania podcast from Father Mike Skims on WhatsApp. You can join the group at any time and be part of a community that reads the catechism in an interactive and fun way and support each other spiritually throughout the year. Click on the link in the description to join our community. Now let's read the gospel according to Matthew chapter 16 verses 13 to 20 in preparation of this Sunday's homily. You are Peter and on this rock I will build my church. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea, Philippi, he put this question to his disciples. Who do people say the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say he is John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But you, he said, Who do you say I am? Then Simon Peter spoke up, You are the Christ, he said, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Simon, son of Jonah, you are a happy man, because it was not flesh and blood that revealed this to you but my father in heaven so i now say to you you are peter and on this rock i will build my church and the gates of the underworld can never hold out against it i will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven whatever you bind on earth shall be considered bound in heaven Whatever you lose on earth shall be considered loosed in heaven. Then he gave the disciples strict orders not to tell anyone 
that he was the Christ. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. One of the most significant passages in the whole of the Bible, as you'll find out when you read it. And I'd just like to concentrate maybe on just a few words. Um, where Jesus says to St. Peter, he says, you are Peter, um, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the underworld can never hold out against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be considered bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be considered loosed in heaven. Full stop. And it's always considered, um, I've always found it ironic that the churches which broke away from the main Christian churches at the time of the Reformation, um, and they broke away. And one of the things they said was that we have the Bible, and that's enough. And that if we just concentrate on the Bible, then we will have everything we need to live a Christian life. Well, this isn't true. Um, and Christianity started before the Bible was written, or at least before the Old Testament, and sorry, before the New Testament was written, and before the Old Testament was collected. Um, but also, but what does strike me as really ironic is that so many passages of the Bible point you directly to the Catholic Church. So instead of saying, we've got the Bible, that's all we need, we don't need the church, they, I would have thought they would be saying, we've got the Bible, oh yes, um, this points us straight back to the church, so let's hurry back and rejoin the church, or rather fix ourselves more determinedly to the church because now we can see the, many of the reasons for it plainly written in the Bible. Um, what else does it say? It says, you are Peter. Um, he's not saying something which is obvious, because his name was not Peter. His name was Simon, which is an ancient Jewish name. He changes it not to another Jewish name, not to a Hebrew name or Aramaic, um, but to a name which is common in Latin and Greek. Greek, by the way, was the ordinary language, as far as we know, in in the Holy Land at this time, um, and but Latin must have been spoken, and our Lord would certainly have known um, Hebrew, Aramaic, Greek, and maybe Latin as well, and certainly his followers would have done the same. And Peter in Latin and Greek means the rock, and so when he says, you are Peter, he's both changing his name and defining his position, because Peter the, the first the first bishop of Rome and the first pope, he was the rock on which the church is going to be built. And he says, gates of the underworld can never hold out against it. But I'd like to, um, just in the rest of today's talk, just um, point out another thing here, which is that um, here it says, I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be considered bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be considered loose in heaven. But elsewhere, our Lord says something which sounds almost the same. He says, those who sins you forgive, they are forgiven. Those who sins you do not forgive, they are not forgiven. And those two things, it looks, sounds as though um, he's just saying the same thing in slightly different words. But he's not. He's saying something completely different. Um, and the second, the second, not completely different, but significantly, really significantly different. Because the second phrase is far, far more powerful than the first. If our Lord, 
if someone says um, to there are various conventions in Britain, by the way, about which shops are allowed to sell which things. And I remember um, when I was in Ely, a suburb of Cardiff, not the beautiful city um, in the east of England, but when I was in Ely, suburb of Cardiff, uh, there was a shop that used to sell bread, and it was it was illegal, and there were bread riots in our streets um, because the shop wasn't allowed to sell bread. But um, if the government said every every corner shop can sell bread, then that's giving a certain authority, a certain useful dispensation to corner shops. If it said only a corner shop can sell bread, that is making the corner shops far more powerful. It means that supermarkets can't sell bread, cobblers can't sell bread, no one else can sell bread. You have to be a corner shop to sell bread. And that is quite different. One says you can do it, the other one says only you can do it. So when that Lord says, those who sins you forgive, they are forgiven. He's saying to Peter, you can forgive sins. By your words, sins will be forgiven. But when he says, those who sins you do not forgive, they are not forgiven. That says that the power to forgive sins on earth only comes through Peter. This means you're the only one. Um, and the church has always taught that the only one was not Peter himself, who of course died approximately 65 AD, um, and the church of, of which he was the rock on which the church was founded. And so when it says, um, those who, who sins you forgive, they are forgiven. That's very powerful. If he says, and he did say, those who sins you do not forgive, they are not forgiven, means that you better come to Peter um, to have your sins forgiven because there is no other way. If he doesn't do it, it is not done. And so it's good for Catholics in particular but all Christians, to bear that very important distinction in mind. Those whose sins you do not forgive, they are not forgiven. And I'll end with a blessing. The Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lexio Divina team hopes that this homily has helped you to deeply welcome the Word of God and give you the strength to put the word into practice where you are. You can send us your prayer intentions by emailing them to us using the following email address lov underscore verbum day at outlook.com All these prayer intentions will be prayed for in our daily Angelus Creek call on WhatsApp and also during our different weekly prayer groups gathering both in person and online. Check our website in the description for days and times. If this reflection has enlightened you or touched you in any way, please share it with your relatives, friends, community and on your social media. Have a blessed week.